Hey, what's up, guys? This is John Ryan Kane, too, and this is Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. What's up, everybody? God bless you. Welcome to another episode of Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. I am your host, John Ryan Cantu. This is a show that brings you leadership tips from ministry leaders, business leaders, entrepreneurs, uh, people who have been where you are, people who have been where you are wanting to go. We bring them in for interviews. We pick their brain and get some insight from them. Uh, it's been a while. I know. I, uh, I might as well just play this off and just call this like season two or something of the leading podcast. So maybe that's what I do. It's definitely been a crazy time, crazy season for all of us and, and for me as well, personally. Um, you know, pastoring through a pandemic has proved itself not to be very easy. It's not the easiest thing. And I'm still standing, praise God. We're, we're getting through everything. Um, however, the, the aspect, I will say this, the aspect of my job that involves preaching, I will say has gotten much easier over the past few months just because there's so much to speak to and, and, and speak about. And we'll get into some of that in a minute. Um, let's see, my, my cousin, uh, my cousin passed away last month, which was very, very hard. Um, he was, uh, you know, he was much more than just a cousin. He was someone I would consider a brother, a best friend. You know, he was the best man at my wedding, and we were very, very close. So that was hard. Uh, so it's, you know, it's been a, it's been a rough, a rocky season, a rocky past few months uh, for for me for. Uh, for the country, for our cities, for our churches. But, you know, nevertheless, God is good. He has remained faithful. My family is doing well. Ellie, our five-month-old, is growing. Uh, Layla, you know, she's bored out of her mind most days, not being in school, but she's doing well. Um, and our church has stayed pretty strong through all of this. I'm, I'm very proud to pastor a church like ours. Uh, what else? Uh, business has even been surprisingly okay. You know, I, I, I co-own a real estate investment business, uh, which has been doing, you know, we, we've still been doing some business. So, you know, some things have, have gone well and, and other things have gone not so well. And then there's this podcast, which has kind of just been stuck in the middle, MIA. And, and so many times I wanted to just do a show because there's been so much to talk about. Um, but I, uh, I I knew that it wasn't time to come back yet because I, I didn't know how consistent I would be, you know, thereafter. So again, we'll, we'll call this season two. We'll just kind of roll, roll with it. But okay, let's let's get into today. So remember at the end of last year, if you follow the show consistently, I did a podcast episode talking about why we fail at gold making. It seems like forever ago, I know. But, but it was meant to encourage you into the best year of your life, the best 2020, the best start to a new decade that you have ever seen. And while I sincerely hope that it has, um, our goals, at least my goals, have kind of seemed to take in a back seat to the reality of everything that's going on. Um, with 2020, you, you're probably aware of everything that's been going on. You've probably been following everything that's been going on. And uh, you know what everyone has been doing right now for the past just several months is is we've all been just kind of watching each other. Everybody's everybody's watching someone else, you know. Republicans are watching Democrats, vice versa. States are watching other states. 
pastors are watching other pastors. The church is watching, you know, those who seem, at least in their minds, to oppose the church. And those who, you know, those who actually do oppose the church are watching Christians and, and seeing how they're responding. And, and so we're all observing what someone else is doing, except for ourselves, quite frankly. We, we hardly ever look at the needle in our own eye. But observing what other people are doing that, that that's fine there's nothing wrong with that that's how we learn from each other if that's what we're looking for right if we're looking for insight into what other people are doing and the strategies that they're employing so that we can integrate it into our businesses our organizations our lives and and, and we just want to learn that that is completely fine um but a lot of times we're not observing others to learn we're observing others to find fault with what they're doing and and so if you're looking for fault, then you're almost always certainly going to find it because there is no perfect person or perfect group. Now, I'm concerned with how we have been looked at as Christians from the outside world. And you can probably uh, you can probably answer that question to to your best ability. You probably have an opinion on that. Um, but I, I, I really want to know how the world sees the church. I preached a few weeks ago. Um, to my church, that our framework, our framework of living, our framework of believing and advocating, etc., it, it should be a framework that is biblical, right? Because if we believe that the Word of God is truth, then that must be the framework that we live by. Um, in in our passion, however, we tend to allow a say political framework to take precedence or a cultural one where the way you were raised and the environment that conditioned you to certain things now governs your perspective on things. Um, or we let emotional frameworks kind of uh, govern uh, the way that we that we live, the way that we believe, because whatever emotional stimulants um, move us in any given moment, that is the way that we are going to to respond and speak from. Uh, so, you know, these these may each have their own place somewhere. Um, but when it comes to our advocacy, uh, a Christian has to live by the word of God, period, right? I mean, everyone, everyone right now is, is walking on eggshells. You can't say anything without someone getting offended by anything. And this has been, you know, this has been for a while and it's not just this is here, but you know, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to ask myself, look, is what I put out there wherever there may be, social media or just in a sermon or just in a conversation, is what I put out there offensive because it comes from me or is it because it comes from God? Because, you know, if it if it comes from me, well, okay, I, I, could, I guess I could scale back some if I need to. Not everything that's said is meant to be an offense and, and so we shouldn't have to apologize for everything all the time. But if if what we speak comes directly from the word of God, then we should have absolutely no issue saying what needs to be said and believing in a manner that aligns with scripture, even if it does offend and anger other people. And there's a lot of noise right now out there in the world, and everyone is angry about someone, uh, about something. Um, everyone is voicing their opinions, which, you know, that's not the issue here either. Having an opinion is not the issue. You can have an opinion uh, and and... And if it doesn't reflect the opinion that I have, that, that's that's okay. We can we don't have to agree on everything. That's not the issue. The issue is that as believers, we have a responsibility to represent Christ to our world. But far too many times we miss that mark. Uh, we 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 may think that 
I don't know, we may think that, you know, true change happens on the political level. So we advocate for policies rather than uh, uh, a change of heart by leading people to Christ. And I know that that might sound a little cheesy, but it's not untrue, right? I mean, that's where that's where true change happens. Um, it, it's something that has to has to to go past just, you know, what's what's societally accepted. It has to go past just what's what's trendy in that moment. It has to penetrate, you know, the heart. And, and that's what the word of God is. It is it is sharper. It's compared to a, a double edged sword. That is that is its purpose to to change hearts. And so when you have a church that speaks louder politically than it does biblically, I, I don't know. That's a problem. You know, and I heard a quote the other day. I, I actually, I read a quote from a friend of mine, uh, Alan Mendoza. Actually, he was he was on the show before. Uh, he wrote. He, he said, "Don't preach people to heaven, and then lead them to hell with your actions." <laughs> so that that pretty much sums up everything I'm talking about right now. You know, we should we should always approach issues first, not as a member of a political party or a particular generation or you know what have you, but rather as a member of the kingdom of God. That's how we should approach issues. If we can do that, then, you know, I, I think we're on the right track. If we can't do that, you know, th then the problems that we have are only going to get worse. Um, and so anyways, you know, the, the whole point of this podcast is, as I said on the very first show, is to understand how we can better lead a Christian life in all aspects of life. You know, yes, the people that we talk to in the show, um, our people in ministry, church leaders, pastors, we talk to Christian business leaders and experts on certain issues. Uh, I've had a lot of fun doing that. But if you're neither one of those things, that does not exempt you from living a life that would demonstrate one in which Christ is at the center, right? So in a sense, you are a leader. If we are preaching Christ to the world, there is always that sense of leadership there because you don't preach something or teach something without some direction. So if you preach Christ with your words, but your actions or your Facebook posts or or your other words say something different, then you're leading people into confusion, not into Christ, right? You're leading yourself into hypocrisy, not people into Christ. Um, we, we tell my daughter Layla all the time not to say the word stupid because, you know, she can't really decipher when it's appropriate to say it. And I, I really don't want to hear my four-year-old saying the word stupid either. So uh, we tell her not to say it. Anytime she hears it on the TV, she'll say, well, we don't say that word. And, uh, it's not really that we don't say that word. In fact, I, I say it pretty often uh, when I'm describing something that's, you know, stupid. And I'll inadvertently say it in front of her. And then she'll drop her jaw and she'll tell my wife, you know, she goes and tattles on me. And that's very confusing for her because in her mind, she's probably going, so so we can say this or or what? Like, you know what I mean? Because you're saying one thing, but then you're doing another thing. So we have to understand these things as Christians. When, whenever we have conversations with someone, you know, whenever we're in a, de a debate with someone else, it's understandable that we're going to be passionate about certain issues. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but let's not get carried away where the thing that governs us becomes something else besides the absolute truth that is the Word of God. That's, that's all I'm saying, okay? Uh, rant. Rant about over. Um... Let's talk about some some things that that we've kind of learned during all of this. Uh, let's kind of get to the leadership portion of, of the podcast. All right. So as I said earlier, um, 
you know, people have been watching each other, sometimes in a bad way, simply to criticize. Um, others have been doing it because they want to better understand the process of other people uh, or to get, you know, ideas of their own. So, for example, as a pastor, I, I frequently re- received messages um, asking how we're handling certain situations. I have asked other pastors how they're handling certain situations, you know, such as reopening, for example. Um, I I even interviewed four different pastors talking about the issue on on, uh, on my Facebook page. Uh, and the reason that we did this is because, you know, no one really knows. No one really knows how to handle these situations. In leadership, there will be unprecedented events. Nothing that can prepare you for it. Uh, college won't, training won't, seminars won't, you know, workshops, books, podcasts won't, even this podcast, unfortunately. So you'll have to face these things blindly. In leadership, you're going to have to face new things, things that you've never been a part of before, and you ha- you're not going to have any idea what to do. So so what I have learned um, is, number one, as a leader, it's okay not to know the answer. And this is one of the most nerve-wracking things for me, and I know that it is for many other leaders because there is no doubt that you you would want to have all the answers. You would want to have the answers, um, you know, because you feel like other people are going to ask you the questions and you want to have the answers to those questions, right? But that's not always going to be the case. And I know as a pastor, you know, in the beginning, I was really waiting on local officials to, to tell us, you know, how to move forward, right? They were they were waiting on governors to give them uh, some direction. They, governors were waiting on the federal government to give them uh, direction. And so it was like everyone was waiting for someone else to, to tell them or to suggest how they were to move forward. Um, and we saw, we even saw this with, with companies and organizations. It started with the bigger organizations, you know, closing down their facilities, and then some of the smaller ones kind of followed suit. Uh, so we were all kind of playing copycat because we didn't know how to move forward because we haven't been through anything like this before. And there's always going to be that pressure on the leader to have answers because people are going to ask you questions, right? But it is better to say, I don't know right now than it is to pretend like you know when you really don't. Now, yes, that means your human is going to show when you say things like, I don't know. Um, But that's okay because we are all, after all, human. We're not superheroes. Um, So it's okay not to have all the answers in any given situation. Um, And if people expect you to know everything, well, then they are simply expecting too much, honestly, um, because you are not going to have all of the answers. Okay, so don't don't feel too bad when you have to say, I don't know, or when you have to say, I'll get back to you right now. This is an, another thing that I've kind of experienced in the past, uh, you know, giving giving uh, classes. So I, I teach at a uh, at a Bible school here in Houston. And, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes there's some hard questions that I don't know off the top of my head. So I'll have to say, you know, I, I don't really know right now. Let me let me get back to you. Um, and that's OK. And, and most of the times it's it's appreciated. Um if you actually go back and try to find the answers, you know. Uh, so anyways, it, it's okay to not have all the answers all the time, okay? Number two, um, another thing that we have learned during all of this, good strategies. Listen to this one. Good strategies are not always duplicatable. What works for one group doesn't mean is going to work for yours, right? It, so it's good, it's good to look at what's worked for other people. That's a smart move, right? 
Um, but for some reason, people have this way of thinking that says, well, if it worked for this church, it's going to work for our church. If it's worked for this company, it's going to work for our company. That that might be a very good, quick way to evaluate a, stra- a strategy to possibly imp- employ, but it doesn't mean that you have to adopt the strategy for yourself solely based on the principle that it's worked for someone else. You have to look at more factors. You know, How many people are we working with here versus how many they were working with. Just because it worked for a group of 100 people doesn't mean it's going to work for a group of 1,000 people. Um, are the conditions of organization X similar to the conditions of our organization? If they are, okay, maybe it'll work. Um, but let's dig a little bit deeper before criticizing our leaders because they didn't adopt the same strategy that uh, you know another leader did. So uh, you know, gr- good strategies should always be looked at on a deeper level. But if we're going to duplicate something, uh, just because it worked for someone else, you may or may not be in for a disaster. That is that is something I think is very important to to note. Um, just obviously not not in the situation that that we're in solely, but but any any given situation, um, what works for other people does not mean it's always going to work for yours. You know what what programs this church has doesn't mean that having it in your church is going to work. You know, having a Sunday night service. We used to have Sunday night services back in the day. Um, that works for a lot of churches. For a lot of other churches, it doesn't. I know for probably younger churches, it probably won't. Um, and so, you know, just things like that. Things like that. Whatever works for someone else is is good. Let's look at it. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for me. Okay, what else? What else we got here? All right, number three. Very, very simple. Pray, think, decide, and stay strong. Pray, think, decide, and stay strong. In in a time of you know uncertainty, uh, th- there's really only one thing that we can do, and it, it reminds me of of King Solomon, who he was about to take over a nation. Um, King David had just died. His dad, he has no idea how to run a country, a, a nation. He had never done it before. So what does he do? He goes to God and he says, Lord, I need direction. Give me wisdom. That's the very first thing that we need to be doing as Christian leaders. We pray. Ask God for wisdom. Ask God for counsel, for, for some direction. God, I don't know what I'm doing here. I've never, I've never been in this before. You know, I've got people telling me this. And, and giving me this and sending me this news article and then sending me another news article and I don't know what to think right now. Give me direction. That is that is the absolute first step that we need to be doing as Christian leaders. Now, uh, after that, after you spend time in prayer, then it's time to exercise that wisdom by thinking, thinking things through a little bit, um, you know, working out certain scenarios, uh, going over some different strategies. Right now, sometimes you're not always going to have a lot of time to think. You might not have the luxury of time, um, and so you might have to make a decision on the spot. But take whatever time that you do have and think things through. You know, put yourself in the position of of those who would be affected by your decision. Think from all angles. It's so easy to think about what we want, but it's not about it's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about one person. It's about those that you lead collectively, uh, and so. Once you've done that, once you have prayed and you have thought things through and you make your decision, make the call and stand by it, you know, only changing your mind if the situation calls for it or if someone brings you, you know, more information. Um, And and this is really important. You know, first of all, it's okay to be wrong. 
it's okay to go back on a decision because more information was brought to light, but don't change your mind just because you lack the confidence in following through with your decision. That doesn't send a, a, a very strong message uh, of, of confidence in you uh, from the people that you are leading. This is why, again, we have to pray, we have to think, and then we decide. We don't decide before doing those uh, two other things, praying and thinking. Uh, you know, so if you do those, then you'll probably be okay. You know, you're not going to please everybody, uh, and you might have some who oppose you and, and, and call you and tell you what they think. You know, just kind of expect that either way. Um, but if you, if you pray, you think, you decide, stay strong after that. Um, so once again, to recap, as a leader, what, what we have learned, we have to understand that it is okay not to know the answer. It's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay to say, I'll get back to you. It's okay to say, I don't know, and I don't know if I'm ever going to know. Um, that is that is okay. We are you, You're a human. You're not a super person. Uh, number two, good strategies are not always duplicable. Du- duplicatable. That's, that's, that's a tricky one. Um, but what's worked for someone else doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. You can look at it. You can look and ask yourself some questions uh, about what they did um, and, and, and try to integrate it into what you are doing and, and see and determine if it's going to work. But just because it worked for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Uh, number three, um, we must master the process of prayer, thinking, and deciding, and then staying strong in that decision. You know, I wish I had a cool acronym for that, but there are no words that begin in vowel, so I couldn't really come up with anything. Um, but look, guys, these concepts, they're not foreign to any of us. You know, they're not, this is, this is not new information that we didn't have, that we didn't know or understand before 2020 began. But I do think that they have kind of been highlighted for us during this time. So I think it's important to to be reminded of them. Uh, so very short episode today, guys. Um, it, it, this wraps it up. Thank you for listening. As always, if you enjoy the content, please give us a rating or a review or both. I am working on you know filling the uh, schedule once again to get back to our regular bi-weekly schedule. So I look forward to more great conversations with awesome people. Guys, I will talk to you later. Go out and live your life like Jesus would have you live it. God bless you.